0: up everybody welcome to comic book club i am justin hey. and we are here alex is out tonight uh, and yeah, so that means the that the the stakes just got high for the two goofs uh <laughs> on the podcast we are yeah, here to up. do it's it up no right. one's
1: in charge we, we can run free
0: yes we can run free i guess technically you could say that or uh hide hide in our bunkers for the whole night uh pete how are you doing tonight <laughs> Hey, I'm hanging in there, man. Thank you. Uh how are you doing? Uh doing great. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. Ooh. I'm having some weird technical problem already. Technical issue. Uh, great. I'm doing yeah. great. Uh, very uh I'm wearing a uh the devil on my t-shirt, which is a clue to our second guest. Ooh. But why do we get things started with our first guest? I wish Frick? you would.
1: I wish you would.
0: You wish you wish we would? Well then I will. Yeah. Uh, our first guest, a uh, friend of the show, uh, been on here uh, many times, taking us back to uh, the good old days at the pit. Yeah, the live uh, shows we used to do. Yeah. Well, well I mean, fun. technically
1: it's... this is live, but I mean. Yeah. This is live. I'm Believe me, it, I know it's, it's live. I'm on a
0: tightrope. I'm on a tightrope right now, Pete. Yeah, I know this is live. <laughs> uh the, uh, so our guest, uh, he's got a great book uh, out called Sew so Buttons right now. The Kickstarter yeah. uh, is out there, so please check it out. We'll talk about it more. Please welcome to the stage, Jonathan Bayless woo
2: hey! Welcome, welcome. Live to tape, live to tape. Great. Yes. Live to tape. Uh,
0: yes, exactly. <laughs> welcome out. How are you, Jonathan? We bumped into each other recently, and it was great to see
2: you. Oh, wow, in it's- real life? It's, it, it's In real, real life, because uh, in our other lives, when we're not doing comic booky things, we are very highly trained, filmic, television-ish professionals. Ooh,
0: yes, that's I exactly like that. right. It the was crazy. Jason? <laughs> I, saw, I saw Jonathan's name on a script that I was up for <laughs> a job, and I was like, is that? Could that be the same wow, guy? And uh, lo and behold, we didn't communicate at all through no. the entire process until we saw each other. Or I guess you were on one
2: Zoom when we were casting and then uh, on set we were like look at us it was funny the uh yeah the you know the guy who ran the production company he wrote me and he's like he's like hey i you know i saw your name on a script and uh you know we're hiring this guy that uh maybe you know and sure enough i was like i know that guy i know that guy that small world Small, Small world. world. You That's were like, don't hire fun. him. Don't yeah. hire 12 him. 12 yeah. people in the industry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it is true. It is true. But yeah. speaking of the industry, especially right. the film industry, let's talk sure. about So Buttons. Um, a comic- yes! What, what would you call So Buttons? Is it like a series? Is it... it how does it work? Because so this Buttons. is a, a comic you've had in different iterations for quite some time,
2: right? Sure. So So Buttons is a series. It's an autobiographical series in the... um in the vein of Harvey Picar. If anyone knows Harvey Picar and American mm-hmm. Splendor, maybe they saw the, the movie American Splendor. And I come out with these like clockwork once a year, every year. And this is issue 13 that I'm kind of subtitle, subtitling it Film School, like it's on Kickstarter mm-hmm. as So Button's Film School, because there's a lot of uh, so, well, film good. references in there, probably because I wrote a lot of it during the pandemic and I was home just watching movies. But, you know, and the, the concept is I do the writing and I find all different kinds of artists to interpret the art and I will tailor these stories kind of based on what they can do. Like what you I got on screen right now is uh, so swampy and it's kind of about how my, you know, grandmother when I was at summer camp sent me uh, uh, you know, she knew I liked comics, sent me a bunch of comic books. They were all Archie comics, you know, except for one Alan okay. Moore swamp thing. And, I, and it like changed everything. And the guy, Tony Wolf, who drew it, I've seen him draw Swamp Thing before uh, in, in some of his work. So I was like, oh, he would be perfect for it. So he, uh, yeah, he did a great job cool. there.
0: Yeah, uh, that's agree. that's great. So you, you have like a sniper target on different artists uh, that you you choose for your different pieces.
2: I, I do, I do. Like, you know, the next one that you're showing right here, right? So this one is drawn by a guy named Joe Zabel. So Joe Zabel is one of these, I'm going to say, uh, he's like a old school Harvey Picar artist like you know he drew for Picar 20 20 years ago and I met him at a small press convention called Small Press Expo that's held held in Bethesda, Maryland each year and mm-hmm. you know I gave him my work I was like, oh I'm doing I do the same kind of thing that Harvey does maybe you'd be interested in working with me and he was like, yeah sure so I drew a story about how... I was working at Sundance channel and every year we would work at the film festivals and, and, uh, they were showing that American splendor film one year and I met Harvey P there. And I was like, oh, I don't want to, I kind of want to do this thing. And the guy's like, you can do this thing. So in a way it's, it's like a little bit of an origin story.
1: You got bless- yeah. Yeah. A blessing. That's nice. The blessing yeah, of Harvey,
0: nice. I love you. You sat behind him in the at the premiere of the movie, and you sort yeah. of do you you combine your origin with uh, talking a little bit about Spider Man here. I feel like it it comes together in such a nice piece. And,
2: yeah, you know. well, because the guy the guy. So when I was working at Sundance, one of my you know, like I was a PA, but there was a producer, you know, like a promo producer, a guy named Tom Powers, and Tom Powers was a guy that was really connected in the in the comics world. He was an editor at uh, the comics journal for of graphics he roomed with this guy joe sacco who is probably pretty relevant right now because he did a a graphic novel called palestine uh and he you know he he's done autobiocomics and uh so he knew harvey picar so so when this thing happened at the sundance film festival tom powers who then became like a, a director of or curator of documentary films and documentary film festivals he was just ah. like he connected he connected those two worlds. So he brought Harvey to uh to the premiere at Sundance. And because I knew Tom, Tom was like, he's like, Oh yeah, come come along, you know, and sit behind us or whatever. And so I, I you know, I got to meet Harvey. I sat behind them, watched the movie, and I still think that's that's one of the better movies ever made. It's like ah. used all oh, all kinds yeah. of animation technique, documentary technique, narrative technique, Paul Giamatti it was like I a mean, star-making performance.
1: It was great. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Uh, they did such a great job out of that movie, for sure. Oh, but but yeah. what I wanted to say to get back to So Buttons here is, sure. first off, love the title. I love how oh, uh pulpy this is, the great kind of like old-school feel to it. I love your kind of thought process and how we're kind of brought into your world. uh It's just... I love all the nerdy heart in this that kind of jumps out at me.
2: It, it's it, There's a lot of nerdiness. I mean, you know, I learned how to read through through comics. Like my mom gave me, you know, Spider-Man to read in the Bronx, you know, when I was three years yeah. old. So, you I, know, it's been all comics all my whole life. Yeah, Justin. I
0: was going to say, I like how you cross all sort of the nerd channels in this, in the yeah. 13th issue here. Uh, from yeah, from yeah, film yeah. to TV to, to comics. To comics,
2: yeah. It's as ner- nerd fest as it gets in this one.
0: Nice. Now as the sort of taking forward the torch of Harvey Pekar I guess we could say like sure. how how does that feel now I feel like the Harvey's time we've definitely moved past that in comics you know not to say creatively but just like that era it feels like it's changed like what is it like on your end as someone who's really out there doing it
2: So you know, I, like I just got a handful of reviews in on on the book, and probably more than ever. I mean, specifically because I use four, three or four of Harvey's artists uh, in in this issue. You know, there are people who go like, "Oh, he like whatever. He's the new Harvey, or he's doing doing what Harvey." Did. You know, there's a lot of like Harvey, Harvey, Harvey. And, I and you're like
0: Harvey ze- told me I was, so that's, I that have makes total zero sense.
2: problem with it. I have, <laughs> yeah. I, I have I have zero problem with it. I mean, I think most um, most small press creators are self sustaining because there's uh, there's just like sort of there's no money, right? So it's sort of like you you do it all because only you could do it all. And I think right. because I have a day job, I've always been able to, you know, find artists, hire artists, pay them money, and that's <laughs> that's like a special thing on that yeah, side of is. things yeah. and and, yeah. and and from what i hear like these days it's sort of like my rates might be you know some some bigger company rates uh so which is which is a little wow. sad state of the uh yeah. of the big, bigger companies but good for
1: you to pay people what they deserve that's awesome I,
2: that, that that's like a you know that's it, it, it's always been the case it's just always been the case i awesome. all artists should be paid and you know like my wife is a you know is an artist and a performer she's a comedian and it's like same thing it's like you know like you know be like pay pay the artist you know that you know somehow everyone wants to screw the artist but like that's that's who needs to be paid talent should be paid it's you know it's worth something yeah it's uh
0: almost worth striking for every now and again <laughs> for depending for on your sure. industry
2: <laughs> yeah no, for, for sure. I think, uh, the fact that a lot of strikes are going on, I mean, the thing about comics, like right now, there's a, there's a whole thing where a younger generation, they are really seeing what, what happened to all these older guys and Marvel, you know, did not, did not support them. They don't have 401ks. Yeah. They would, you know, they retire, you know, lo- losing a limb, you know, like, you know, while yeah. Lichtenstein is, is stealing your work. Um, but, um, but, you know they they want a living wage but the, the the flip side of that is that the living wage is hard when the sales of books are you know it's like they're like these rates are, are the same as they were 20 years ago when I go the sales are lower than they were 20 years ago also yeah. so it's yeah it's it, it's, a, it's a it's a tough thing you're almost better doing the Kickstarter model seriously yeah. it's like you know the, like you're you're gonna get. Most of, most of that money and more that like the money that I'm getting from this Kickstarter will certainly be more than most of the small press publishers. Like it'll be more money wow. than Panographics would give me, more money than Top Shelf would give me, than you know, Jonah a Quarterly would give me, you know, for a floppy book. You know, right? So oh, then,
0: see, that's that's so I I wouldn't have guessed that, but that's so interesting yeah. to hear. And and let's talk about the the Kickstarter because you have um eight days to go you are eight days uh, to go you are well over your goal
2: Woo-hoo! it's true I, I i i thank you i i put i put the goal for like printing the books i was like let me just yeah, at nice. least print print the yeah. books so now uh I'm trying to raise more money uh and you know give little bonuses like at first it was just going to be like a regular floppy and then i was like oh i'm gonna put spot gloss on it so now everyone Ooh. got an upgrade so now the neck the you know the next goal Will be uh, like I I had a guy who's an original garbage pail kids artist that I met when I was at the Tops Company. Uh, He did a cover of one of my books, and I I I, I turned it into a trading card. But I couldn't get a a sticker made that had the. They would do printing on the back too, like the like the cards. But I finally got a place, and so great. So I'm gonna so I'm making those stickers, but I'm also gonna do a process zine where I'm showing like the script and some thumbnails and whatever. Oh, cool. any money, you know, further raised basically will will then cover artist costs, you know. So, yeah. you know, hopefully by the end of it, like just the entire thing will be funded, nut, nuts to bolts. And, you know, and then I start anew for next year.
0: Awesome. Uh, that's great. I love it because you getting the artist paid and showing the process, I think, is sort of that torch passing down to the next generation. In a really nice sure. way, like showing people how to do it and paying people what they're worth is like the biggest thing you can do to you know keep the everyone below or everyone on their way up uh, going. Uh, but I do want to talk talk about your process a little bit. Um, yeah, sure. The, the way like you're doing one one autobiocomic a year, basically in this yes. in this series. So how do you like put together the stories, or like are you like? That's going in. I just had a crazy <laughs> trip to the grocery store. Some, or how, how does it work?
2: Some sometimes, sometimes, right? Because it's it, it's a mixture. Like there are stories that take ten years to write, and there are stories that take you know an hour to write. You know, it's sort of like musicians, right? You know, it's like every once in a while, it's like you know something at Kent Kent State happens. Neil Young goes off into the woods and you know write, writes a song. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm no Neil Young. But uh, I did marry a Canadian. But um, And that's <laughs> as close as you can get. It. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's as that's close that's as I'm your, getting. Yeah. That's, that's good that's good getting. for you. Uh, but um, but yeah. So I usually I will overwrite is what happens, right? So like the, you know, I, I you know each issue is like a slightly different length. So I frankly I thought I wasn't going to get a 20 page issue this year, and in the end it was 32. Um, yeah. Oh and wow! It just it depends like what goes out and also what comes in. So I had, you know, over over 20 pages basically, you know, written plan, people on them, people absolutely committed to to doing it and as they came in with this particular issue what I what I like about what happened with this issue is that there is because there's the the film touch points and the comic touch points. There's a through line from beginning to end. It's not it's not like a bunch of staccato moments at least at least to me i think a lot of these stories do speak to each other in a way like it's sort of like you know the fact that i will have this sundance film festival story with harvey picar then i do a sundance film festival story about 28 days later you know directed by danny boyle and then and there's there are zombies in there and then i talk about you know being an exhausted dad like a zombie and have Ah, another artist with taylor draw that so i mean there's a there's a certain flow to it and sometimes I'll see two stories and I go in the middle I either need like another one pager or two pager or sometimes just an illustration like I have I have uh, a few people who are not sequential artists but they are like amazing illustrators and I go you know go ahead and you know so so I did this story that was sort of a parallel between uh, it talks about how you know sound effects words and images is is to comics like film score music is to is oh, to yeah. film and it's about yeah, any any and, and oh, in, yeah I love in, that one it, it, it's great right and, and, and in and in that in the movie once upon a time in the west there's this there's this guy that and he's only in the opening of the film a guy named Jack Elam, and you've seen him in a lot of movies, you know, a lot of westerns, but also like The Cannonball Run, you know, and he's got like a crazy <laughs> eye. And so, so I asked, so I asked my artist, I said, "Hey, why don't you, you know, give me draw me this character?" Because in the past, he drew Linda Blair from The Exorcist, he drew Lon Chaney from London After Midnight, and so like wow. give me kind of a horror take on Jack Elam. And he actually just created a film that doesn't exist. Like some people are going to look at this image and they're going to go, they're going to go, Oh, I, I want, I haven't seen that movie. I want to yeah, see that I movie. That. Yeah, but no, we made no, like, it up. We just, we, we just made it up. <laughs> you know, like well, we, we wrote a, a tagline in Italian and you know, like it's like. Making it's totally a poster made that legit uh, makes yeah. it seem real. <laughs> That's yeah, the part. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. This guy, that guy's uh, name is uh, Miguel Ecomendia. And I think he's from Chicago. Great, great mm-hmm. artist.
0: Cool. Really great. I mean, this This book feels like, especially film school, feels like something you could be like, oh, you want to see my resume? Read this comic. And I, <laughs> you're going to want to hire me for nice any book. job in any aspect of entertainment.
2: I, you know, it's funny. I, that's how I got into film school. I got into film school because I, you know, instead of writing an essay, I wrote a I wrote a script. Oh. Uh, like I, it's like, you know, like one of those essays, who are the three people you would have dinner with or whatever? And I wrote a script yeah. that was like, a Johnny Carson script. It's like you know, oh, he's interviewing. No, I mean, awesome. like the most trite thing ever. It's like, oh, he's interviewing Jesus and uh, Charles Manson <laughs> and Lincoln. You know, like whatever, like ridiculous oh, nonsense. That's but great. like, but that, I, I got in. It'll get you, yeah. Get you go where got you need in. to go. Yeah. now
0: have you decided on your your theme for your next issue your next next year's issue or are you he, still yeah uh,
2: so so I met this guy have you have you guys heard of um kitchen sink press like it's, oh, it's it was like an, yeah, an nice. underground comics right from 70s 80s so I met Dennis kitchen who the name comes from uh you know nice guy from Wisconsin now he's in Massachusetts and he you know, I gave him a bunch of So Buttons books. So he went to his archive and he sent me a bunch of undergrounds and So Buttons is, you know, it's not, it's not the edgiest of comics. It's like, it's enjoyable. It's relatable. There's hearts, there's laughs, whatever, but like, I haven't really pushed a lot of boundaries and he inspired me to become OCD and, and, and buy (laughs) 150 underground comics and wow. then I decided I'm going to put them in chronological order so I can oh, read wow. the underground oh <laughs> in order. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I'm going to do an underground inspired So Buttons book. Um, so, you know, so it'll be a little edgier, but it'll, it'll still be So Buttons. Like I was talking to this guy today who reviewed my book, a guy named Rob Clow. Uh, he, uh, you know. He's like he's like, Yeah, you should do that. You should push. And I go, Yeah, I go, it's there's gonna be penis, but it's gonna be cute penis. Cute penis.
3: <laughs> it's <be> cute penis.
1: <laughs>
2: that's, you know? that's that's the put only googly eyes on it, you know? What yeah. I
3: mean?
2: <laughs> like
0: Spider-Man's so, penis from uh, yeah. rain. Uh, and that, so that, that was years you know, ago.
2: Yeah. So uh, I'm doing that and I'm doing and and um I'm I'm working on a uh, hundred page Graphic novel. I'm finally finally doing a long, longer form. I've got a cabinet in my house that just has post-it notes ah, on it. Like I did cool. I did this thing. You ever see you ever see on Instagram that David Lynch video where he goes, here's how you do a screenplay. You get a bunch of index cards and you write a scene on the index cards. And when you get seventy index cards, you got a movie. You know? That and I and, and I said I said, you know what? I said, that is something I could wrap my head around. I said, why don't I make it, why don't I do half, right? In movies, two hours. I want your, like, you know, 200 pages of Lynch script. I go, I want a hundred pages. Let me do a rows of like, you know, like six by six, 36 post-it notes. And when I fill those post-it notes, I'll have a hundred page graphic novel. And I'm like wow. five post-it notes away.
0: Wow. Ooh. And is this autobio as well, or is it something totally It
2: is like It is. So uh, I, <laughs> I found out recently, uh, I did like uh, Ancestry and 23andMe, ah. and found out that I'm a quarter Japanese. Ooh, a amazing. quarter? Wow. A quarter. And so I, I was like, well, that's crazy. It's like, I did one of them. And I was like, that's crazy. Let me do a second one. And it came right, up with yes. the same result. And so I was like, oh maybe so I was like let me go to my mom because it was like her her father was like a little bit of a mystery like did he die did he leave what happened who was he i don't know um so I got her dna and she also did it twice and she is 50% japanese and it's like one of these uh-huh. things where you go you know she's russian like i thought she was russian like all russian and we're like, oh, she's one of those Russians that's like on the border of like Mongolia or China right, right. or something like yeah. that. Right. And uh turns out, no, she's 50% Japanese, and not only that, turns out hundred percent adopted. So wow. there, it's like, it's like and she didn't need she did not know it. And so oh, uh, huge wow. revelation there, there. Huge revelation, and there's 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 a there's a lot there's a lot of story there there's a lot of story there because we yeah. grew up i grew up in a town in Westchester called Harrison and in Harrison it, they had a um, a Japanese school because it was like one of these things in the 80s where Japanese businessmen came to Harrison because IBM mm. was there and they learned right. techniques for 5 years or whatever and brought you know brought those lessons back to Japan to you know to, to build ibm in in japan so we had you know a ton of origami books in the library i became an origami kid um a lot, yeah. of, a lot of a lot of manga you know and and so yes. i grew up with all of these japanese with all this japanese culture and and that's, i did not know that that's i was actually question. japanese myself wow so yeah it's it's interesting
0: I love that you, you, you do autobiographical comics and you found the most intensely autobiographical <laughs> story to do your, it, it's like you were, your it's body, wild. your DNA was saving it for what you yes. needed the most. Yeah, uh, But uh, before we get there, so we'll look forward to that uh, sometime yeah. in the future. Yeah, in five post-it notes, I guess. Yes, right five notes. Yeah. Five yeah. post-it notes away. <laughs> but for for so buttons Film School, um, check out the Kickstarter is what we want yes. people to do, right? Yeah. So
2: if you go to you know you could see the name down there. It's S O Buttons, So Buttons, yep. uh, and uh, yeah, if you look up So Buttons or So Buttons Film School, you'll you'll come to this uh, Kickstarter. I'm selling you know the book itself, the the floppy. It's like ten ten bucks. Uh, but you know I'm selling full packages. I'm selling full packages. Also, um, I'm selling uh a few of the artists want to do sketches so the guy who did who did the story uh, once upon a time in the old west story is rick parker who was like one of the great yeah. Mar- marvel yeah artists. but then yeah. he did beavis and butthead so he you know he, so he does a lot a lot of great gags he's doing sketches a guy named tj kirsch who's been in every single book uh of mine he's doing sketches a guy mm-hmm. named phil elliott who's like a legend in the uk Underground, like he came up with Eddie Eddie Campbell and 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 that scene in the seventies and eighties in uh, wow. in England. He's doing a few sketches, so it's uh, yeah. That's so there's awesome. there, there, there's a lot there's a lot there to uh, to get if you want to expand beyond just the one issue. And I'm doing it digital. I'm doing it print. Whatever, yeah. whatever you want, whatever you want,
1: hey, whatever uh, you're into,
2: whatever you're into. Fantastic,
0: uh, <laughs> Jonathan. Great to have you. The book's yeah, great. I really again. thank you so much. Great, great to, see to see you. you. We'll do a live show again and get you get us back on stage together to have. Some I would fun. love
2: it. I would love yeah. it. Yeah, right to do some stand up. All right.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell firo he said what up. Always. Yeah, love please do as well. She
2: is. uh Get this. She's opening. For Anthony Jesselnick at Carnegie Hall on Friday. Oh wow! And, like wow. shouts like, to that. That's I know exciting. that's amazing. That is amazing. So uh, anyway, hey, all right,
0: Carnegie Hall is some sort of everyone's dream, so that's great. Gotta
2: gotta gotta practice.
0: Gotta practice. You gotta practice. <laughs> uh, well, enjoy that. Um, backstage maybe for you. Perfect spot yeah, maybe, to watch.
2: Maybe we'll see. <laughs> uh,
0: good luck with the book. It's so fun. Thanks. We'll see you yeah, soon. Congrats, and have a good all week. right,
2: take it easy. Later. Later.
0: Jonathan oh, Bayless, man. check out So Button's that's Film shown. School, uh, the Kickstarter, uh, support it, and you'll get yourself a copy of that when it comes out, or yes. any of the So Button's support books. Support that, that guy. He's there fantastic. are 12 of them. He puts a whole year of work into it. I haven't worked that hard on one thing, uh, and <laughs> not even my children. So that's Oh, good. man. I um, <laughs> uh, hate to hear that. You hate to hear it. You love to hear it. But let's move on to our next guest. Very excited uh, for this uh, next guest. Uh, the... Uh, he's the writer of a, a book called Let Me Out from yeah. Oni that is out on the stands now, which we really enjoyed reading. Please welcome out to the Rectangles. Emma in the Hill, everybody. Hey, hey. Welcome. Hey. Hi, welcome.
3: folks. Hey, what's going on? Hi, pleased to be here. Glad to uh, be on the show.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get into the book, I just want to say we have um, uh, our, our our chef. Like all podcasts, we have a, our official CBC chef, That's right, stray um, who bullet. Uh, stray bullet. Yep. Who makes a uh, Brett Macris? He's a, a chef down in New Orleans. Uh, but he uh, he saw your book and he wanted to do a cocktail uh, for it. So uh, oh, we no. have. Uh, this cocktail, it's hard to read because it's so tiny, but it's <laughs> Let Me In Your Mouth, uh, a tequila and Aperol cocktail. I'll send this to you, Emmett, so you Amazing. Can it. uh, <laughs> but it's a great drink. It's what I'm drinking right now. It's Ooh. got a nice uh, smoked paprika hit on top of it. Ooh. It's very good. Uh, so take that home uh, for when you have your next um, uh, Let Me Out after party.
3: I will that's that's fantastic I love a good I love a good spicy cocktail it's it's amazing <laughs> yeah, it,
0: and it is yeah. it's got that heat uh but speaking of that heat uh, let's talk about yeah. the book let me out I love this it was such a tense read and then it opens up and then I, we won't talk about uh, we won't spoil anything yeah, but don't and spoil then it turns that. into an absolute melee uh by by the end so it's fantastic um, tell us about the book and and how you came about it
3: yeah. Um, at number one, thank you so much. Appreciate it a lot. Uh that means a lot. Um, so uh, George Williams is the uh, artist and illustrator on on the on the project in general. I just do the writing part. Um, but basically, it's a lot of it,
2: though. Uh, yeah, you know,
3: <laughs> it's enough. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that, that's um, a good way of saying it. Yeah. So uh, we first basically uh, got connected uh, over the website formerly known as Twitter.com. Uh, so we. <laughs> Uh, had been following each other. I had been coming up with the idea just generally for uh, a satanic panic, uh, queer take on the satanic panic, basically. Yeah. Um, and I ended up sort of reaching out to George. We ended up like uh, hooking up and getting connected on what we wanted the book to be, um, which was awesome. And that collaboration sort of like took off from there, really. Like we ended up working together, pulling up some sample pages. And it was a really like easy collaboration with him um it was just a really uh, it was the easiest like collaboration with an artist that I've had in a long time um oh, wow. we have like a very similar I guess like ethos and like uh, sense of like tastes I guess artistically really cool. and yeah so we ended up running the Kickstarter uh what funded successfully for the kickstarter itself and then Oni Press reached out to publish the print version of the book. Uh, maybe awesome. shout to Ooh.
0: you. That's so nice.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was great. We um we chatted with them a little bit before the kickstarter. Uh, my agent was involved in the whole process in general. Um and initially they'd said, you know, maybe maybe not, but afterwards they were like, yes, absolutely. We know that there's an audience for this book and we'd love to be the ones to bring it to print, which was pretty dope to hear. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's
1: dope. definitely. Yeah.
3: Uh, I just wanted to say, like, I
1: really love this. I I love the character designs, the art style, the way it kind of like pulls you into the story, but also just like the pace, the action, uh, all all that it encompasses. It really puts you on just such an amazing journey. And, and sometimes when you go into comics, you know, you're like, is all this time going to be worth the payoff? And you really stick the landing, uh, I'm so impressed overall with the package and, and the kind of experience that you're giving the reader. Talk to us a little bit about, about your process, like how you kind of, uh, work that all out. And, uh, did you start from the end uh, first or, or how, how did it all go down? Yeah.
3: Um, I, so this is my first full length graphic novel. It's not my full first comic project. Uh, I also work in, you know, private like uh, i work as a game developer uh, as well my my day job basically uh and i'm a narrative mm. designer for games in there as well wow. so i do a lot of writing generally um mm. <laughs> this wasn't like my first venture <laughs> uh well and but, i think
0: it's yeah. interesting to hear about the, the game development because it it does like i feel like you move into a boss level phase at the end of yeah it. yeah <laughs> in, a, in a great like progressive way so yeah
3: it, i i I'm glad that's kind of the sensation because I really wanted it to be a very like pacey experience and have that sort of slow build. And then towards Uh, the end, have like something. Oh, it it definitely does. Yeah. The, um, so great. It's so I'm glad to hear that that worked, but (laughs) (laughs) the, um, the, I usually, when I'm working on, uh, projects for myself or with like only one collaborator I tend to think of the ending scenes or the ending like motif before I really work out anything else Mm -hmm. um and I work backwards from there not literally in terms of writing but like you know (laughs) writing
0: backwards fits with the story a little bit
3: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I I so I came up with sort of the final image that uh was in in my head and obviously George made it like 10 times as amazing as it could have been otherwise. But that that came first, and then I really built up, okay, I want to do this type of comic. What kind of characters would be in this situation? You know, how do we get from zero to 100, basically, in in reverse? Yeah, so. Cool, cool. Uh,
0: Well, uh, you definitely do that, and, like, from a pacing perspective, you do ratchet up the tension. It's rare, I guess, in a book that is about sort of dark forces, I guess I should say that like that part is sort of boiling the whole time but the real tension is just in the day-to-day lives of our main characters here and uh i love that now what i don't know like did you setting it in this small town pitting everybody in their corners what where was your inspiration from for that i
3: i think that um a lot of it was a lot of it was sort of coming off of the idea of these are real historical events that maybe not like the most like fantastical satanic parts didn't. right? <laughs> but the idea of like the satanic panic was really something that went on in America, obviously, uh, before my time, I will say that. Uh, yes. But, you know, it was something that was legitimately tearing these sort of small communities apart based on these, you know, relatively minor differences in like, interest personality identity like then yeah. so i really pulled from a lot of that when looking at those conflicts personally
0: yeah uh, it's it's great and it's scary the way that i mean it it, it plays especially in this um like a, a real witch hunt and conspiracy in a and again i don't want to s- uh, say too much because the reveals and surprises are so good so well paced out in the book but uh that's hard to do about the the art i The art also surprised me. It it feels like sort of uh, what you'd expect from a like fun slice of life uh, story, and then you get this like very you know high tension uh, story across across all the characters. Um, Was that a deliberate choice, or was that something that uh, George brought in?
3: George's style. uh, That's. I think that he is remarkably consistent across his style. That's just how he tends to render. And in looking at that and in looking at his general style, he's also a huge fan of horror, but he has worked in, you know, uh, kids' work as well. He's worked in middle grade and young adult as well. Um, And so even though we were thinking of this book as a sort of early adult adult book i wanted to have that feeling of slipperiness too um Mm. and i thought george's work just organically works really well in that space because Mm -hmm. as much as he does have that sort of like somewhat more friendly aesthetic and like a little bit grittier style he also loves to draw gore like he he, he loves that shit like we both are huge like horror enthusiasts and like have a lot of similar cinematic inspirations for some of those panels and so he's just like oh great i don't have to tone this down at all and i just sort of was like yeah go do do your thing make it as uh, as wild as you want it to be and as psychedelic as you want it to be
0: nice yeah. uh it definitely it definitely gets there um now uh, without saying anything the end is a massive cliffhanger
2: <laughs> that i was
0: like surely there's more pages after this uh are there going to be more pages? Are you working on the next one? Not to jump all the way to the future, but <laughs>
3: um, so I won't say anything just yet about mm. about another book. Uh, okay. but okay. it's been it's been in our it's been in our heads really. Um, we initially for this first project it was framed around the idea of here's the time that we want to make the book in because we didn't know we'd be working with a publisher really. Um, right. Here's so we were pacing ourselves out. of like okay, here's how much I think I can raise money-wise to pay you as an artist appropriately <laughs> and to pay you for your time. Um, so with that in mind, I do feel it was left on a cliffhanger, and uh, I've I've heard I've heard comments we are taking in that idea of uh, maybe potentially <laughs> in the future.
0: Yeah, great. That gives me enough of a uh, hope slash uh, spark that there there will be more because. Um, you really fall in love with these characters uh, over the course of it, and want them to wreck shit. If I can <laughs> say, uh, say that very literally um, across this um, small town. Uh, Absolutely love it, though. Congratulations! Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> so, is there anything else you're working on that you can tell us about? Um, since this is, this is on the stands now, so uh, everyone can go get this. Um, go where? Get it. Where all comic books and and books are sold
3: yeah uh although I will say I believe it's on back order already so maybe contact your local comic shop
0: order the dream yeah make yeah. sure
3: that you can get it i i won't i i know for sure it's on the evil Empire amazon for sure uh you'd have to just check in with your your local comic shop and uh, indie book shops and make sure yeah. that you can get it but uh yeah so i personally on my end i have a uh, nautical horror novel coming out uh this summer. Um, oh, wow. Not a comic, uh, unfortunately, oh. but a novel. It's my first uh, full-length book, um, oh, and awesome. uh, George and I are working on other stuff together as well. It's something sort of UFO-themed as well um, mm. that we're thinking of, uh, sort of a road trip. Uh, X Files meets uh, the video game Control, if you're familiar with that. Oh, wow! Yeah. So there's some some other uh, interesting, like, conspiracy theory fun. Wackiness afoot between us ah. two as, as a collaboration, just because it was so fun working with him yeah.
0: for Let Me Out. Yeah. And uh, let me say, successful, it feels like. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> right. I do have a question about you said a nautical horror. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm. What is drawing you to the sea, I guess, or what? Uh, <laughs> what is. Are there, what's the nautical horror that you uh, love, love out
3: there? Yeah. Um, so I am from Eastern Mass and have lived there my pretty much my whole life. So I've always been like, I've never lived further than like 10 minutes away from the ocean. Um, but nice. that being said, I love movies like Lighthouse and other sort mm-hmm. of like, maybe not directly Lovecraft, but maybe Lovecraft loosely inspired type works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah he's a piece of shit and i think we can do better than that, but, <laughs>
0: yeah, that uh, that's a great yeah. take i love that take i love I, uh, lovecraft not him he sucks but some of the vibe is good
3: yeah and so i uh it's a nautical whaling horror uh, about a sort oh. of doomed whaling ship uh the sailors on board pull up uh, a man out of the stomach of a whale and oh, uh horrifying you. shit ensues so that will be coming from Tenebris Press and uh, early summer, late spring this year.
0: That sounds cool. awesome. I mean, being yeah. on a ship is pretty horrible just in the real life back then. So <laughs> I can imagine what hell you're going to bring for these poor um, heart of the sea motherfuckers. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> you're out there, Um, Emmett. Thank you for being here. Uh, the yeah. book is fantastic. Everybody, go check it out. Uh, we'll see you soon. Come back. I know it's not a comic. But I'd like to hear you talk more about that nautical. <laughs> of course,
3: anytime, anytime. Thanks for nautical. so much for having me, guys. <laughs> Thanks for yeah, being here.
0: Pleasure. See you soon. Bye. Uh, Emma, heal everybody with "Let Me Out" from Oni Press. Oh Check man, it's, it's a banger, dude. It's a banger. Yes. Yeah. And uh, very excited to uh, of the edit. Whoops, there you are back. Uh, whoops, <laughs>
3: uh, whoopsie.
0: Very excited that we may have a uh, future of sequel coming down the line. Pete, it's you and I. We're back. We're here. Hit yeah. us up. That means it's time for um, our favorite section because um, you make it up. It's time for your audience Woo-hoo. questions. So if you have a question, hit us up there in the comments. could be a question about anything. Uh, Stanley says, talk dirt about Alex. Yeah. How, how could we talk dirt about our guy, Alex? Um, what would we even say on record because – he will see this, you know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but we should, you know, we uh Stanley asked us to talk dirt about him, so we should. So you know, I'll kick it up. I'll start. I'll just be like, wow. oh man, <laughs> do you what, have a the, the guy statement? who does so much for our show? He drives me crazy. That guy, oh, wow. he works so hard to make sure we can put out podcasts and have fun and pursue our dreams. And you oh, love that him, but you're asshole.
0: You love him, but you're shaking your fist at him. That's right. Uh, that's that's beautiful. What that's a, what a great friendship to be. Uh, before we go further, though, I've got to say, what what you drinking, Pete? This is a classic uh, section. Uh,
1: yeah, unfortunately, I'm not drinking anything. I'm proud of. I'm drinking a uh, Michelob
0: Ultra. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are you in a club at 3 a.m.?
2: Is everything ooh, all right ooh, over there? Are you um, ooh, on a
0: ooh, bachelor ooh, party ooh. in Vegas right now? Is no.
1: That uh, my uh, brother was at some uh uh like charity event and he won an auction which was like a, a, a drink. He won like a whole bunch of drinks, so we got a bunch of Michelob Ultra. So uh yeah, drinking it for free.
0: Well, that's the only way to enjoy a drink ultra. <laughs> um I'm drinking the um Stray Bullets cocktail. Uh mm-hmm. let me in your mouth. It is fantastic. Uh very good. Stray bullets Please, that's my, it again. Straight Bullet does it again. I use my grapefruit tequila that I make um in-house and it's adding a whole nother from scratch. Uh yeah. It's uh just infuse it really quickly. Uh Stray Bullet, while we're talking about him, has our uh our second question. Uh just a quick question here. Um, where the fuck is Alex? Yeah. Uh Uh, I mean, I don't know
1: if reading of the Marvels right now.
0: Yeah, I repeat blowing up. I wasn't going to be that uh, obvious about it, but yes, he is um, seeing the next Marvel Cinematic Universe production, the Marvels. Uh, So we will hear his take uh, sometime in the future. Can't wait. Looking forward to Alex seeing that movie. He's in the middle of it right now.
1: Oh, man. He's probably
0: eating popcorn. Yeah. He's probably more nervous that he's not here because when you think about it, I like I will it. miss I will miss shows sometimes Pete will miss shows sometimes. Alex steadfast not so much never misses uh, when in fact he him not being here he was like you guys okay I was like yeah 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 <laughs> and I get I got on here earlier today I was like trying to figure out the buttons so you know uh, it's good we're all grown up now uh, <laughs> yeah a lot of these it. questions are what happened to Alex yeah where
1: <laughs> is uh Alex dad?
0: Uh, but here is a good one. Alex eaten by a whale, says mm-hmm. Kevin. Yeah, uh, Highly possible. Highly possible. Also from Kevin, uh, what is your best story about the person in the other rectangle? However you want to define best story. That means, Pete, your best story about me, and for me, my best story about you. Wow. Best story about tough. Justin. That's, that's tough because we've experienced a lot of things together. Yep. We've yeah. experienced we also know a lot of stories about each other from life. Um, I'll go mm-hmm. first and just talk oh return us once again, since we have a nautical theme, to our time on the uh Comic Con <laughs> where Pete and I shared a bed, not just a bedroom. We shared a bed uh because mm-hmm. that's what they put us up in. Alex got his own room with his family. With Re-
1: his family, got to bring his family. You have a family. You know, I know have I mean? a family, and you're that married with is- children. That family
0: is Pete LePage because at sea, <laughs> at sea, it's you and me, is what I always think. Oh, uh, the uh no, we 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 so we got on the ship, and they when you get on, they're like, Do you want to do all-inclusive alcohol? And Pete and I are like, oh. No, that's crazy. We we're not gonna drink that much. It was like 200 bucks.
1: No, it was uh, three hundred, and I was like, Oh my god, that's so expensive. You know what I mean. Because I was thinking about when I go out in bars in New York City, but what I wasn't thinking about is I know bartenders, and there's friends, and there's buybacks, but that's not a thing. And you're not drinking
0: drinking all day on a ship. (laughs) We ended up hitting the same amount of money that we would the the first night. The first Uh, night, we
1: blew 300 bucks.
0: uh, Uh, We we are smart.
1: We should have taken the... uh, we should have taken that. Yeah.
0: But I will say that was an absolute blast. We partied. We met a mm-hmm. bunch of strange people. We hung out with, um, who do we hang out with a ton? We
1: uh, hung out with a Peter, lot.
0: Of was that? Who was our guy who rode along with us uh, for so much? No, Brian Azzarello. Brian, yeah. Brian Azzarello. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was great.
1: Yeah. What we rolled time. with Ad- Azarello for a while, which was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I to kind of talk about, um, It was fun because we also met another person and it was like the three of us wanted to go get drunk and go dancing, which was something that I don't normally do. And it was a weird kind of fun experience of like being drunk on a boat and then kind of like howling at the at the moon and stuff like that, which I was like, I think it was because we were sleep deprived and also like You're kind of eating the same food, you know what I mean? You watch like uh, first night, it's like, oh, we got this amazing chicken, and then it's like, okay, now it's chicken parm. We're like, okay, and then chicken. Like, now it's chicken soup, and we're like, oh, I see what's happening here. This is getting a little weird, you know. The
0: shouts to Upstate New York beef on weck. They had a beef on weck stand. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we ate too much of. <laughs> if we had, if we were on that ship right now, we would be dead because yeah. that was too much consumption across yeah, the board
1: it is it that's the thing about it is it's too much uh yeah and i was like really i remember so crazy tired but then i decided just to go and work out instead of sleeping and i got real cracked out man well that better.
0: sounds straight up insane you got <laughs> what you worked out when were you working out
1: yeah i would i brought my drink to the gym and I was working out. It got weird.
0: Yeah, that's less healthy. <laughs> that makes it worse. That's worse for you. That's like reverse exercise. Well, it, it well, so what, well you were down there doing like squats or are you just pumping <laughs> iron?
1: Yeah, dude, I was, you know, getting some cardio in, you know, doing some weights, you know, it's
0: kind of. I've never I've never woken up, hung over and be like, what did I do last night? Oh, I got a my personal best on the bench. Was sick! sick. <laughs> I was at the gym. Wow! I woke up with these uh, weights in my hand. Uh, great. See, look, we keep surprising each other. No matter yeah. what we do, where we go, and what we do, it's amazing. Get us on that ship. Let's go Comic Con cruise. Yeah. It only for... happened once. We it only happened the one time, and we were there. Mm-hmm. And we were That's there. Right. Next question from Pablo. Um, What's the comic you would like to see as an animated series or anime? A great question. Especially right now, we've got the Invincible series. We're doing our own podcast, uh, Podvincible, about that show, uh, which we're very excited to have back. Uh, Pete, what's a comic you'd like to see as an animated series or anime?
1: Well, I think... Uh, it would be cool if like HBO or something did a concrete because it's like a little moody and a little darker. and I think that mm. would be a fun kind of like animated thing, but also something that's a little brighter and great that I would hope like Netflix or something would jump on is Mouse guard.
0: Um, oh, great call. That yeah. would be a great uh, I think especially- it's tailor made for
1: either an animated movie or just like an animated TV series, something.
0: That's really smart. There's a you ever see the animated Lord of the Rings by um, uh, Ralph Bakshi. Yeah. Yeah. A mouse guard in that style. Like a. Classic oh, yeah. 80s, 70s, 80s Bakshi. Like very sick. Uh, Straight bullet coming in strong. Corrected with, me uh, Pete Yusagi. Yeah. You're
1: yeah, right. Loved. I should have uh, done a little
0: Yojimbo for sure. Yeah. Maybe they should do with like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated thing. Yeah. You think that would be popular? That would be fun. That would be fun some sort of mutant mayhem. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I'm going to give it up to a similarly an older comic as well. Bone. Jeff Smith's Bone.
1: Yeah. How is that not been? Give
0: me an animated series um, of that. Uh, I got a feel. I think that had been in development at different points, but never made it all the way. Uh, a couple of follow-ups on us on the ship and your Jedi married. Says Stray Bullet, that is correct. And Stray mm-hmm. Beans asked a very important question: Who is the big spoon? And the answer is, of course, we're both big spoons. Dog. That's right. We are right. We're two huge spoons. Yeah, uh, picking up soup. Peter <coughs> P and I are both soup spoons. Right? We say that about ourselves.
1: Yeah. There was no cuddling. Kind of like-
0: well, I mean, we would walk home. Oh, let me. Oh, you want to go to the bathroom first? We were very. We were. It was. It was the Jedi marriage was really going strong. <laughs> uh, question: ba, 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 uh, What song can you play on the stand-up bass, Justin? That's right. For the astute observer, um, and this is uh, not exciting for those listening, but I have a giant styrofoam stand-up bass behind me.
1: Oh, uh, styrofoam! Boo. People want a real stand-up base. You know what I mean?
0: This is way cooler. It's so big.
1: That looks like someone who does sketch comedy for a living.
0: Uh, is, I, that, I a
1: is that for peanuts? Is that why you have that?
0: Uh, yes. For, for many years, we did the Charlie Brown Christmas Live as a charity I show. got in it. Brooklyn. Yes. You nailed it. I, I and know you so well. Pigpen plays the stand-up bass famously in that, and it was a uh, fun stuff. Fun many years of doing that until uh, the corporate uh, overlords have sort of taken it away from us, and that's sad news. Um, Another question from Stanley: Are you happy? Are you happy you went back and watched Doom Patrol? Any other old shows you regret missing? Great question. Um, Doom Patrol. Uh, we have our Doom Patrol podcast. It's coming to a close. We have one episode left left. Get in the See Doom Room. room. Uh, get in the Doom Room. Very fun podcast. Uh, one of our more uh, happy that we did. That.
1: So happy that we were badgered into doing it, and it became a reality.
0: Uh, we and famously was, secretly recorded three seasons of that show, or two and a half seasons. We did maybe? it for so
1: long, and I we was like, "This so is long. so dumb." we have to release these. And they were like, no, no, we're going to do no. another season before we, and I was just like, oh my God,
0: we dropped them all at once. And yes, yeah. I, I'm very happy. Like I really like Doom patrol. It's a weird show. And sometimes that means it's going to miss, but in general, very fun show worth yeah. watching. Very excited to see where they, and uh, yeah, uh very. Spoiler so we're,
1: for, we're one app away from the one ending, app away. So we cannot spoiler
0: delay. spoiler for their second to last, the second to last episode, Really great episode. One of the oh, best episodes of this, yeah. this series was the second last. You're episode. Gonna laugh, you're know, gonna laugh. You're gonna cry. But any other old shows you regret missing from a Arrow? Oh. Arrow. Yeah, there has been some talk on our Patreon uh, Slack. That would've
1: been real nice. Back. That would Going be back and doing Arrow, nice.
0: and there's no way we could do that. We can't do that. Ugh. Go back and watch, rewatch Arrow. God, what? I'd that have to be. It. I'd have to be in a really bad like jail situation to have that be <laughs> what we were doing. You know what I mean? Like, fully, like, like man in the iron mask level prison. Like, I'm Leo Dio. I'm, you could you know. have
1: just said regular prison. You didn't have to be a dick about it. You know what I mean?
0: No, I'm talking, like, I'm talking fit, such a, so famous prison books are written about it. You know what I mean? Like, the Count of Monte Cristo style jail. Oh, then where they, revenge. I can, like, oh, we could, all you can watch is Arrow, and then talk about it for uh, Thirty to forty minutes with your friends sounds nice. Uh, yes, uh, it would be. It would be lovely. Uh, and but any other uh, besides Arrow? I'm trying to think of. I mean, going back, I've been uh, watching old episodes of MacGyver uh, when I I have. One of these TV like the real
1: one, not MacGruber, like the actual MacGyver. No, the
0: actual MacGyver. I have like a, a Samsung TV in there. Whenever I turn it on, it's like, would you want to watch some of our fake networks that have like Baywatch on 24 hours a day? And one of them was showing MacGyver mm-hmm. and I watched two episodes. I was like, yo, this show is so weird. <laughs> it's a banger. No, that show is I mean, it went for a long time. The first episode I watched, I swear, is the inspiration for the MacGruber sketch. It's um, a, a Murdoch episode where MacGyver's tied to a missile. And M- <laughs> Murdoch is like arch enemy who's they can never find his corpse. The guy that ran the Phoenix Foundation is his sort of boss who is like ghost blind over the course of the series and just shows up at his place randomly. He lived on a houseboat and his houseboat was blown up. Uh, anyway, it's just just great stuff. Sounds like MacGruber. It's, it is. That's what I'm telling you. That episode, I think, is the inspiration for MacGruber. And I think that's it for your audience questions, hey, folks. All right. And now it's time to turn it over to a man who refuses to not be on the show. He's here erstwhile earnest and uh, consistent. Pete LePage, let's welcome out the star of trivia for trivia. Hey.
1: All right. Yeah, this is the part we give back to $25 free dollars in the form of an online gift card to Midtown Comics. Because if you haven't had 25 bucks, you should go to a comic book shop. That's what you should do with that money. Uh, so why not win $25 and get yourself some online comics? That sounds like a fun thing. Uh, anyone who wants to... Uh, well, Pablo! We have, is,
0: we is, we have Pablo have, in the comments. Pablo
1: here. It's very exciting. All right, cool. Uh, uh, so, Pablo, you will type in your answers, and uh, here we go. All right, today's trivia is on fun comic book facts, because... uh Fun facts. Because Zeldon takes all the news for himself. You know he I mean? doesn't
0: take news. He and also, news. you're not breaking news in trivia. Alex is like, we talking be. about... Curtis. I used
1: to be <laughs> the cutting edge of the news so. on the show.
0: That's not People true. People
1: used to rely on me for the news. Anyone who gets their
0: news from Pete LePage is a (laughs) psychopath.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, Today's stream is uh, fun comic book facts and a small nod to the legend Richard Roundtree RIP. Please listen to all three options before making your selection, Pablo. Here we go. Question number one. Bergy and company are killing it on DC's The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing. It is so awesome, highly recommend. Spoilers! But who gets slaughtered in the last issue? Is it? (laughs) A, one of the Jokers. B, not your average Joe. This guy's always on time. Or C, Joe Pronto. Mm
0: Hmm. A lot of options there. That comic came out today, so.
1: Well, yes, it It did, so if you haven't read it today, I don't know what your deal is. It came out today.
0: That's yeah. It's a great point. Strong yeah. choice, uh, Pablo. Just uh, type in your answer to the question. Which yes, is Pablo, a, is correct. Correct. Pablo is correct. It is a nice.
1: Yeah, here we go. Question number new ha, uh, number two. How can ah. Thor speak any language? Is it because of the blank, which is a his willingness to learn and Duolingo, b the mm. All Tongue, or c Gordon Parks.
0: Actually. Oh yeah, I had a case of the all tongue for a while. You know oh, did mean? you? Yeah, you know what I mean. When you're like, when you're young, you're out there dating, you have sort of a case of the all tongue.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Wait, you, are you saying that Thor may have done like really committed a Duolingo in the pandemic, and now he? Yeah, if he Duolingo. could
1: just buckle down, you you
0: can learn a new language. Yeah. You know? Wait, are you saying he Thor doesn't speak English? That's not what I'm saying. No. Pablo says, is
1: it A? It is A. Feel free.
0: Yeah, you know. Wait, A was Duolingo, I believe. Uh, A was...
1: Oh, yeah, A was Duolingo. It's B, the alt tongue (laughs) Pablo, you were supposed to put B, the (laughs) all-tongue.
0: Yes, that is um, a a rare incorrect. (laughs) I would say, though, Pete, you got it wrong more than Pablo did. So uh, Ooh, that's a strike against know you. Alright, here Michael we go. Tillman, last one, Pablo. I think, I think the base is probably a good cure for the all tongue. That is correct, Michael Tillman. That is correct.
1: Okay. Youngblood was the first comic ever published by Image in nineteen ninety two. But what was the second? Hint it much. sold more issues. Was it A Spawn? B that dude is Weak Sauce. Who? C Alan Weeks.
0: Wow, this uh, this was this would be a great trivia question with actual answers in it because I would don't know, I wouldn't have necessarily known that it wasn't Brigade number one. First,
1: a comic, uh, you know, on image, I mean, you know,
0: yeah. Uh, Pablo says, Hey, it is spawn, it is spawn,
1: yes, and of course, I am uh, all three of the C answers in reference to the 1971 OG Shaft.
0: That's, of course, correct. Damn uh, I was just thinking, right. I literally, as you're talking, I'm like, Alex, shut the music off. I'm like, oh, I'm in
1: <laughs> When's this uh, Alex guy going to show up? Really on top mark. of
0: your shit. Yeah, go and see a movie and not invite your f- best friends. Where's my yeah. friends? Um, wow what another great trivia and shouts to shaft um i believe it was uh the shaft sequel there's a line where the share there's some another, a cop calls him and is like hey uh we we need your help shaft the sheriff's daughter has gone missing and he goes uh i got a hand on it and he slaps the ass of the sheriff's daughter who's in his bedroom with him and it's just shaft uh Okay, well,
1: that's a little that's a little much, but all right, all right.
0: That's what happened in the movie. I'm sure you, you're you're celebrating this movie.
1: I I am yes for its uh, you know in this time uh, period you know what I mean. Well, I'm just saying that's,
0: yeah. he's just having sex. It's consensual. What are you mad about? Yeah, I'm not. I'm
1: just saying I don't want to come across to, as an insensitive person. You know what I mean?
0: No, I don't think you've ever. No one would ever. No one has ever accused you of being insensitive. Oh wow,
1: that's interesting. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> you, you are Kevin. Great. Yes, I am talking about Jeff. You better shut your mouth.
0: Uh, I can dig it. Uh Pete, tomorrow is new Ooh, comic book man. day. Uh He's what are you looking man. forward to picking up uh tomorrow? Oh or, my god, there's uh, a lot today, of today some comics came out like the comic that you talked about in the stack.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to the stack because we don't have uh, daddy grumpy pants uh, making things rough for us, so it'll be a nice conversation. Uh, I'm looking forward to Birds of Prey number three.
0: Wow. uh,
1: As well as The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing, uh, number 12. Um. Yeah, there's also uh, Transformers, which is bananas good.
0: And uh, there's a bunch of there's exactly. a lot don't of eat, uh, stuff. don't need all the don't. Yeah, eat all the sorry, great sorry. yeah I don't want to because wanna... I was going to say Transformers number two, which is mm-hmm. excellent. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson just bringing in a great, great new take on it, writing and drawing that book. And, you know, the whole Transformers and G.I. Joe being in the same universe is a little strange, I think. But I think they're doing a decent job of making it not seem crazy. I also want to shout out House of Slaughter 19, which I really enjoyed, uh, as well as X-Force number 46. That book is wild, but there's some great text pages in this that I really enjoyed, and it is one of the more fun uh, uh, parts of the Fall of X uh, event that we're all we're all enjoying and loving. Uh, folks! That is the show of
2: Woo-hoo! Comic Book Club. Uh, we did you know it. what
0: I'm talking about. Uh, that means it's time to say, whoops, that's the, oh, the beginning. Oh, uh, oh, man. Oh, we blew up. We got to start over now because that's the beginning. Yeah, we start it? the show over. Shout out to Jonathan Bayless with So Buttons. Yes. Uh, so comic. Buttons. We really enjoyed reading. Check out the Kickstarter. Support yeah. it, and you'll get your own copy at home. You can also uh, pick up Let Me Out from Emmett Nahil, a great, great comic. Really enjoyed reading that as well. Huge. Uh, it's out now from Oni Press. Definitely check it out. And, folks, we are always here making podcasts for you. We've got um, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the podcast coming out. <laughs> that new series is coming soon. Comic Book Club News coming every day, very early in the morning. Alex gets up before dawn marvel vision you can check us out uh, check out our patreon at patreon, patreon.com slash comic book club we have a lot of lively chats you can meet stray bullet in virtual person yeah about his stuff you can subscribe on apple android spotify or the app of your choice comic book club uh, comic book live on twitter or x comic book live on instagram tiktok and uh, comic book live comic book club live.com to check out all of our business next week we've got nandor schaefer with uh from the fabled offering wells thompson with depths and jason michael primrose with the arrival another Ooh. great show coming at you guys thanks for being here we'll see you next time yeah
1: thanks for- thanks for everybody who was chatting in the chat while we were doing the show appreciate you michael tillman Kev- kevin stray bullies pablo